Hey guys, this is Roger May with Horizon Comics. I'm actually not going to be on the episode tonight because we pulled together a, a special Invincible panel with some super Invincible nerds uh, for you guys to talk about the books this week. But I did want to um, just touch bases with you on an event that happened over the weekend. Most of you guys that follow us on social media already know about this. But the shop was burglarized uh, in the, the wee hours of Sunday morning. And we've gotten a tremendous outpouring of love, support, uh, well wishes, and opportunities to help from, from everybody in our community. And I, I just wanted to let all of you know that that means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Teresa. Um, we appreciate the heck out of it. Um, after I'd post our initial uh, photo on Instagram of our smashed window, uh, we had like half a dozen people pull up within a, within an hour to to help out. Jonathan, Matt, Danny Murray, uh, Steve, um, yeah, Stephen Greer, what a beast! Uh, brought the shop back out, you know, to clean up a lot of the glass. Nathan showed up with with. <laughs> Everything, everything, everything. Funny, the funniest thing about Nathan coming in because I had, I had texted him and I was like, "Hey, dude, can can your truck handle an eight foot piece of plywood?" And he was like, "Sure." So he comes out, and turns out he brought he brought all the wood, you know, all the all the tools, everything you would need. And joking, I was like, "But did you bring the whiskey?" And he was like, "You know what?" And he did. <laughs> And I was, he said, I figured you would need this. So, you know, I got the tools, you got the whiskey, we're all good. And we went to work, uh, fixed everything up, uh, got it boarded up in short time. Shop is back to normal-ish. <laughs> um, er everything's good. But I, I wanted to, you know, a lot of people were extremely concerned about the shop. There, were even, there, there was talk about doing a fundraiser for the shop. Um, you know, crowdfunding, trying to raise money. And I just, I wanted to thank you guys all so much for that. It means, it means a lot. I mean, we had, you know, we had people making offers from around the country, you know, and most of, most of them are you guys that, that follow us. And, uh, it, it means a lot. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, I, I respect the heck out of you guys. I love you, even though half of you I haven't met. Um, but I really, you know, the shop isn't that much worse for wear because it turns out we had relatively stupid criminals. Um, they took, you know, there was a bunch of DC action figures that probably, as much as I love the DC action figures too, a lot of them we'd been sitting on for a while and probably would have ended up in mystery boxes for free comic book day. So we might have a few uh, uh, less uh, mystery boxes this year. But bonus, I get to write all that stuff off at full value on, you know, our, our tax losses. So, um, weirdest thing, too, um, that they, they took a couple of high-dollar action figures. They took a lot of incentive variants, which we have a super high markup on and, and will actually benefit us on our taxes. But one of the things they took was a bunch of, like, 40 to 50 kids' comics 
off the all ages rack, like Scooby Doo and and my right. <laughs> my Little Pony, Jim, Teen Titans Go, stuff like that. And so that was that was super weird. The one thing that hurt the most was uh, they took all of the original art covers that we've had. Uh, commissioned by local artists, uh, guys like Ryan Kincaid, Chris Johnson, Pepe Milan, uh, Griselda, uh, and you know I'll 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 make right by by those guys. And hopefully, again, you know these guys were these guys were pretty stupid because these were all unique, one of a kind covers. Um, the police have that information. Probably half the shops in Southern California have that information, and and pictures of the of the books that were stolen local pawn shop so if they try to move that stuff they'll probably get caught uh and that was that was the only thing that really hurt from what they took outside of that they they left all the computers they left all the electronics um they left our i shouldn't say this in case they're listening but they left a totally cool batman neon sign that we have um, but they, you know, they left a lot of stuff and we certainly, you know, the worst part of this whole experience was when Teresa and I got the call and we made the drive over to the shop because we didn't know what we were walking into. And you have these worst case scenarios. They didn't smash our display cases. They didn't take any statues. They didn't take any, any of the, <laughs> the, the, the really hot comics, um, nothing. So, I mean, they, you know, in some ways they did us a favor um and it's nothing the bottom line is it's nothing that we can't uh get past um on our own so despite you know all all the all the you know offers for help and and you know restitution and all that stuff i appreciate the heck out of it but it's really okay we're we're gonna get by um and before i leave it to to the guys on the podcast here uh, the, the one thing that I kept thinking about today was, I don't know where, you know, this, to paraphrase some wiser person than me, you know, bad stuff happens in life. It comes with the territory, you know, um, good things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen, but for the bad stuff, you know, it doesn't have to define you or how you respond to it. So, um, I've had a lot of people coming into the shop today, with sad faces you know and long faces and I understand it they 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 hate it for us but you know what it's all good and and we're gonna we're gonna keep on keeping on we're gonna keep on serving you guys and uh and mostly I just I, I love you guys for uh, for all the support uh thoughts and prayers that you've offered to us it's it means the world to me anyway so let's get down to the regular podcast Matt did I stay under 10 minutes Ah, cool. All right. Enjoy the show, guys. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are... Blake Starling. <laughs> wow. Already, already, already right started drinking. Out. Yeah, it's hard Jonathan, stuff. the other Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, Dusty. Not that I forgot, but... You know. <laughs> and Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matt, but I have his microphone since we have an extra-large panel today. Hi, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, if Bye, it's Matt. your first time listening to the show, we are a review and spoiler podcast. We typically review a DC book, a Marvel book, and an independent book. We're going to review a graphic novel. 
We'll do a little bit of uh, trivia at the very end, and we'll let you know what's going on in the world of comics uh, news, and uh, we'll answer, I think, we only have one question this week, but anyway, Johnny, you have the news. Yeah. Uh, I have the news. Not a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One one day we'll have enough money for better production values. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of news here, but uh, just a few quick stuff in the comic uh, world. Um, Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin's um, Barrier to be serialized in print weekly in May from Image Comics. Uh, that um, comic was exclusive to, I believe, their uh, online-only panel syndicate thing. It's also uh, being, it's also being produced in its original uh, like landscape format that everyone loves so much. It fits right on a shelf, um, and yeah, it's it's just five issues, and it's coming in May from Image Comics. Did it uh, say what it was about? I mean, I think it's like pay what you want on. Um, no, no, no. I mean, like, what's the story about? That's why. Like, oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, it says uh, unconventional drama that tackles violence, language, and illegal immigration. Uh, with a shocking sci-fi twist. Okay. Yeah. No, that was that was a good pitch. I yeah. like that. Okay. okay. Uh, the next piece of news is Wolverine's return is now a four miniseries event, not four issues, four separate miniseries. Are you <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, Are you excited? No, not at all. That's um, a lot of issues. So it, it starts <laughs> off with April, uh, the hunt for Wolverine number one. Uh, and then goes into other titles like uh, Weapon Lost, uh, Adamantium Agenda, Claws of a Killer, and Mystery and Madripoor. Uh, Does it say how long each of those miniseries are? Uh, I, if they're weekly or not? I have no idea. Uh, I believe there are supposed to be four issues, but I'm not sure if they're weekly or not. Different writers? So yes. it's going to be 12 uh, issues. Uh, four times four is sixteen. Oh, excuse me. Is it four? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. My Clearly, mm-hmm. you went to public school. It's okay. I thought he said. I thought he said three at first. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I think uh, it'd be really cool though if you're many, if you're into it and you want to follow a long storyline, like you're a lifer for comic books. I mean, you really get into those long well, drawn will, stories. We'll draw the audience for sure. Um, he's he's got enough fans that they'll do it, but it's just. It's more, I think, the fact that they're breaking it up into four miniseries when they could just do like a maxi series. <laughs> yeah, well, what else does Marvel have to go I, on? So uh, let them, let yeah. them, let them play their game, run, run with it. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's Johnny. no, no, that that's fine. Uh, that's the thing. If it's sixteen issues and hopefully they're only three ninety nine, that's like sixty four dollars. You know, it's not going to be cheap. Uh, to see how he came back, even though we already know he's back. Um, <laughs> yeah. The next piece of news is uh, Tomasi and Gleason. Uh, the finale to his their Superman run is ending in a one shot. Also, Dan Jurgens is also a special. In, yeah, they're oh. both doing specials, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's um, I believe that's in May uh, May sixteenth for the Superman uh, specifically, and it's a story about the return to Dinosaur Island from issue eight. Cool. Um, pretty. I'm cry. I will too. Yeah, I will straight up cry. Uh, see, the thing is, I, I think they offered Bendis Batman and he turned it down for Superman. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Next one is uh, 2000 AD to publish first all-woman's uh, creator issue. Uh, and so the British comics magazine 2000 AD, who's more famously known. Yes, exactly. Is uh, printing out a 48-page uh, 2000 AD sci-fi special. Uh, with an all-female roster of writers, uh, artists, colorists, and letters, and that will go on sale June 20th. Uh, pretty cool stuff. 
Uh, and the last piece of news, which is kind of... Cold. Shh, he's reading. You're, you're, you're cold, though. Probably warm those up next time. He's literally stopped reading. You can you can warm this. your hands Sorry, together. Sorry, Blake is on the show. For everybody that doesn't know, it's gonna uh-huh. get real bromantic yeah. in here real quick. So if he's cold, then warm his hands up with yours. No, mm. he hasn't earned that yet. Okay, be Valentine's good. Day is tomorrow. Yeah, be good, Blake. It's Valentine's <laughs> Day today. <laughs> I'm holding your hand. It's off mic. No one can see that. That's the purpose Shh. of it. Okay. Uh, the last piece of news is <laughs> <laughs> Sony and Wizard World. Uh, make a deal to co-develop comic-based projects. So things that appear uh, like at the Wizard World convention, Sony has dibs on that to adapt things into movies. Harry Potter is, comics, right? I have no idea. No, okay. it's Univer- or Warner Brothers. They're not going to let up. Right. On what? I'm confused. You going to sleep? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> if I want to get a full eight hours, <laughs> which um, is not happening tonight. But yeah, that's the news for this week. Not a lot, uh, but some... Some, you know, medium-sized stuff. I'm just... Uh, Sony. They're going to screw something up out of that list. Are you excited for the miniseries, Wolverine? Um, I'm excited to hear about what other people think. All right. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to buy them. <laughs> oh, come on. It's only it's only like $64. How sad are you about the Superman? <laughs> Superman ending. Uh, I will weep. Yeah. Hey... I'm not against Brian Michael Bendis being in DC at I w- all. No, I, I want just, it to be good. I, I keep wanted stressing in, that. But dude, we talked about this. I yeah. wanted him to write the questioner like a cool like street level superhero. You know what I mean? Yeah, because well, I feel like you're I a big think. Brian Michael Bendis fan, right, Jonathan? Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, what's gonna sell more copies? Brian Michael Bendis on the question or Brian Michael Bendis on Superman? But it's like it's about the story. It's not well, about well, how many well, issues. Well, no, on, to on, DC, it's about money. To no. any company, it's hold about up, money. Hold up, hold serious? up. They've put a bigger emphasis on quality of stories than any comic book from the other side of the aisle has lately. I agree yeah. with you. Okay, that's mean. Marvel's had monsters unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree with you, but no, you're, but the thing is, is the thing is, is they've actually demonstrated that they give a crap about their fans. So to say it so coldly like that, okay. That's what I. That's what my point is. DC cares about money and its fans. There you go. My point is, mm-hmm. in that situation, Superman wasn't something that needed any type of change or to be fixed. I don't understand. And maybe there's some inside baseball that we're not privy to. I'd, I'd almost guarantee it. But all I can say is, Bendis had to have one heck of a pitch to get both Superman titles. And... I mean, I trust the higher-ups at DC because they righted the ship from the New 52 with very little, you know, stinkers here and there in their lineup. Everything's been pretty consistent. When? So hmm? During the Rebirth stuff? Yeah, since, like, they righted the ship from New 52 right. coming yeah. into Rebirth. So, I don't know. Just whatever. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and head over to questions. So, the only one that we got this week, we got a lot of... A lot of email statements that we obviously can't all address on this show, guys. But thank you. We did read, I think, all of them. All of well, yeah, a lot of them. I read all of them. You know, um, Bryce's rebuttal to Swamp. Bryce uh, Rogers working on uh, a coherent response Mm -hmm. to your to your email because he wants to sound, I guess, not yeah dumb. (laughs) Is what I forgot how we phrased it earlier. Yeah, there was a quote. I I think he said it. He still killed an effing kid. Anyway, I'll let you and Roger work that out, Bryce. Uh, so from Nathan, uh, he writes in, do you guys have any reading preferences when you sit down with your weekly poll? 
I find that and I'm gonna screw this name up. Uh, Islay, Isley, Scotch, and operatic areas playing in the background help to increase the dramatic tension and enjoyment of Ooh, the stories. Fancy. So, um, you are a scholar and a gentleman. That was from Nathan. That was right? from Nathan Armentrout. I love that. He's the guy with the, like the huge beard. Yeah. And he. Okay. Cool. That guy's cool. Ron Swanson and Carly. I like <laughs> playing Carly Rae Jepsen in the background. Oh my god. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I can't focus if something's happening in the background. Johnny, you take some bath beads and then you sit in the bath, <laughs> have, like, scented candles and whatnot. And Kayla comes in and she's like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "Shh, I'm reading." It's, it's my time right it's now. It's the bath bomb. It's me. No, hell yeah, from Lush. I'm really oh nice. <laughs> yeah, I like. Um, I'm not gonna get into specifics on bath bombs. On. <laughs> <laughs> This is a comic podcast. They're really nice, though. Stop it. Stop it. I'm learning way more than I wanted to. We're having a sale this weekend. (laughs) Um, Nathan, I have so many things that I have to read each week. It's just a matter of what I happen to grab and if I have enough time to actually make it through in one sitting. So... Don't think about about the thousand things you have to do. If you have your perfect setting, how do you like to read? Don't overthink it. <laughs> I have no Shh. clue because I actually haven't thought about it. Look he would in the be eyes right next you to say, you, right? I know. Perfect. Well, hang on, because uh, except I have an exception. Sundays is graphic novel day. Okay. Sundays, like I sit down, just I don't have anything to do usually on Sundays, so I just will sit in a quiet room and just power through whatever graphic novel we have to get done for the weekend. And then if there's extra time that I want to take, then I will read something from my stack that I've been neglecting. Stop staring at me. Wait, how did this go from uh, what? Uh, it went from I don't know. It, now it's like how we want to read. It went from what we read to how we want to read. Well, that's what he was. The the question is if you have any reading preferences. I do not. I'm like, just saying that's setup? what I do. What's the like, mood or the, what's the setting? Yeah. Set up like so. What book and and well, like where you read? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like the area. Like where? Like are you in the bathroom? <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> it's gonna go. Because everybody does. We just don't want to admit it. What? It's the perfect place to read. What? I read in the bathtub with bath salts all the freaking time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Like I go to the gym. I work out. It's tough. Like so, you want to have the bath salts to relax your muscles, and you get to read a book. It's the only place you'd be left alone. I got two little dogs. They're worse than two-year-old kids. They're up my ass all the freaking time. And you're like, all right, I get it. So the bath is like the, like it's a reprieve. Like you just get to get away. It's your oasis. Thank you. <laughs> I can use words, Jonathan. Don't look at you me like that. I read. You just can't use names, Jonathan. Other Jonathan, <laughs> um, sexier Jonathan. What do you wow. like to read? Wow. He's How do you like to read? How do you get in the mood? Uh, it's usually like in between my clients, so like I'm in my car, reading my comic books. That's your preference, clients. What do you do? Well, th- that's how I do it right now. Oh, okay. oh okay. but my preference would just be, I don't know, eating something. So you like take mini vacations at work with comics in between your clients? I hope no one from work's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. No one's gonna find out. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, cool. Let's go ahead and hop into the actual meat of the show. We've got a lot to talk about. So, Johnny, tell us about our DC book. The DC book for this week is uh, The New Age of Heroes, Sideways by, uh, who's the guy? Kenneth Rockefeller? Kenneth Rockefeller is the artist. Um, really? Yep. Okay. Well, Kenneth Rockefeller and Dan Didio are storytellers, so I'm And then guessing. Justin Jordan scripted. Yeah. Dialogue. Whatever. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, Sideways is a story about a teenager um, 
who gets these uh, powers when he's, uh, I guess, when he's in Gotham mm-hmm. uh, during the Dark Knights event. Yeah, when the mountain. Yeah, when yeah. Challenger's Mountain erupts in yeah. Gotham. Basically, his powers are, like you said uh, earlier, Jonathan, uh, not on the air, um, of Nightcrawler. Uh, and it's just this witty teen who got a costume made by a cosplay artist. That's basically what you need to know. It's funny because this, uh, looking at the, co- I like the design of the costume. I like yeah. the, I like the, the, the quippiness and the snarkiness of this kid. It was very spider. It was like spider. It's like reading Spider-Man with Nightcrawler's powers, but instead of Bamf, you know, like when he, like teleports, he opens rifts. So it's uh, rift. Like that's the the sound effect that it makes when he cuts it open and the reason he's sideways is he's moving sideways through the rift that was a good explanation you're welcome just for you i mean is he moving sideways or is he just like going forward well i know but like (laughs) that's a dumb name he's like i'm sideways can can we it's a teenager that's true can we talk about the fold out thing oh yeah they have the the fold out like the vertical gatefold uh where you're you're seeing these are the worst gatefolds so do we rip this open yeah what is it connected that's the intention like you're supposed to rip these apart and connect them to other. So you're supposed to buy two copies of every first no, man, issue because one you're supposed to save and the other one you're supposed to rip open and turn into a big poster that they have the idea. Uh, so smart. it's just their way of getting more money. Smart. Not really. These are bad covers. <laughs> they're, fine. they're they're fine. They're not like a bad. Well, thing. yeah, the art's not, the art's not bad. It's just like horribly designed. At least with the post. Well. Here's the thing. Some of the posters DC inside. always tries to do something unique. They're always trying something new, and I appreciate that. So Yeah, this one's not succeeding, though. <laughs> um, That's because you hate everything. I no, like no, no, no. the idea. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like the, the – this is, I think, the, you know, the first – well, beyond – Damien's not – I guess Damien's pseudo quippy, but this is like this really kind of feels like a Peter Parker type of character, oh. mm-hmm. like with the plucky. He's very plucky, you know. So he's not like a like teenager. S- yeah, not hey. like a snarky kid like Damien, but like actually like kind of positive. You you've been a DC fan as long as I have, probably longer because you're much older. Wow. And um, calm down. You're, you're just angry about like. But no, or? anytime that there's a character that can bring more humor to the DCU, I'm down for it. Yeah. You know. Because so. DC gets serious, which I'm cool with, but yeah, like that's perfect. That's a perfect description. Spider-Man with Nightcrawler's powers. I really Marvel like this. Marvel and DC have been doing that, ripping each other's characters off for years. I really it's like fun. this comic book because it felt like a Marvel book. It felt <laughs> very different. It, it, it Johnny, like you're saying you like this book. I did like this book. Is that a first on the show? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It's rare. Because I feel um, like if this was on Marvel, I, I don't know if you guys would like it that much. Uh, because I'd, I would, I like no, Marvel. No, this was too. written well. Yeah, a lot of um, Marvel's Here's smaller titles are good. Here's the thing. Just with like this, mm-hmm. with this, there's no expectations coming into this. That's true. Because it's brand new. Yeah. The things that are irksome about Marvel is they're either always screwing with something that you know and love, mm-hmm. or they're just doing some dopey like event or like, yeah, m- like with Wolverine. They're no, I agree with you for whatever. The titles I've always that we've agreed on, Johnny, are the Doctor Strange's, mm-hmm. the you know the couple of issues that I've read of the Mighty Thor, the, even though it might not necessarily be my thing. There's right. quality there. Quality is quality. Okay, this is a good book because I don't have to know a whole lot coming in. There's no 
huge amount of weight coming in on this. It's just a fun book about a kid who happened to get teleportation powers. And the funny thing is, is they've explained in like some of the interviews that he's a DC fanboy himself, like within the universe. He, mm. he kind of has hero worship of the DC characters. Yeah. So he's going to kind of get into some trouble. Yeah, no, it, it it's like the Kamala, th- Kamala Khan thing where she's, you know, a fangirl of the of the Marvel heroes. Yeah. Uh, it's also comparable to, you know, uh, Hawkeye. Uh, well, at least the Kate Bishop one. Um, you know, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Unstoppable Wasp. All these these books that you don't have anything uh, that are basically brand new characters. Maybe they're legacy characters, but there's no expectation going into them. It felt like that to me, and that's why I think I enjoyed it. It felt like one of those Marvel books that I like. And the guy at the end looks like a Marvel character. <laughs> a that's, little bit. That's, that's a very yeah. Guy. That's a very that's actually a very Kenneth Rockefeller designed uh, thing. Like whenever he designs creatures and stuff like that, um, if you follow his Instagram, you can see like all kinds of different sketches. I'm fairly certain this appeared somewhere in because he does a sketch a day. Uh, okay. You can kind of follow him, and uh, he's got a very unique art style. It's I've missed his art in a in a in a book, so it's always it's always great to have it. But that's pro- a very Kenneth. Yeah. Designed creature. I like I like the art a lot. Um, I'm not sure if I read many of Kenneth Rockefeller's things. He's uh, done a lot of Superman in the past. Oh, okay, probably not then. I actually think the art was it threw me off because really? everyone looked tired. Or I can see that, like high. It's <laughs> like I was just like <laughs> well, I, and they're I, teenagers. I, that's appropriate. <laughs> Even the mom. I, I can there, see like there the is bags. A, he does do a specific thing with a lot of the eyes, with a lot of the <clears> noses. Um, but he he's also a very if you watch his process, he's very unique in how mm-hmm. he. It reminds stuff. me of Alfana a, a little bit, uh, Adrian Alfana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way that he has this uh, like squiggly line a little bit when he did like the first uh, arc of um, uh, Miss Marvel or uh, Runaways with Brian K. Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, which I tend to be a fan of. Um, I, I like this a lot. It's it's fun. It's there's like no. I like his backstory. With like I think one of the first characters that we know is adopted. You know, like legitimately. Yeah, yeah, he was adopted. Yeah, I, I, I like this a lot. I liked it better than uh, the damage one that we read a couple of weeks ago. I still like that one. Yeah, I liked it too. So far, I've liked all the new characters that they've been bringing. In. I haven't read the other one that we were supposed to review. Silencer, right? That yeah. was actually pretty good too. Okay, surprisingly. Well, but this one is my favorite, the one that uh, from the New Age of Heroes, because it, it feels like my type of book. You know, I, I just like the kid felt modern, like he felt like what a kid would be like yeah. today. You know, yeah. It didn't feel like an older guy writing, no. like attempting to write a kid. No. It just felt like I think a Justin kid. Jordan's a young guy. I think he's in Probably. his 20s. Yeah, I like how they did the texting too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the te- the, yeah. Te- I like the use of the texting. Like it yeah. feels like a genuine teenager. Yeah. You know, yeah. listening to his headphones and things his, like that. His friend that was wearing that, that pajama suit, that's a thing. That's a, I don't know what it's called, but I, I, I know, know it's a thing. Chris Hardware yeah. mentioned it yeah. too. Yeah, like a onesie kind of deal. Yeah, you, you you've seen them before. Like a lot, it was very. It fit her character, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Everything was spot on, pretty much. Um, no, yeah, like she's obviously a cosplay nerd uh, with all the the wigs in yeah, the background in and room. and her making costumes and things like that. Yeah, and you know, with that onesie, it just uh, hits home. Like whoever wrote this, I think it was Justin Jordan. You Justin said. Jordan scripted it. Right. Dino Dio came up with, I think, the character with. Kenneth I Rocker definitely first. like it better than Damage. Damage worked more on the military aspect of things, and sometimes I think the military aspect is overplayed. So it's kind of cool when you see, like, this kid just walking along with his mom in Gotham and something happens. It's just like, mm-hmm. And that's where you get, like, oh, this is Spider-Man-esque. So you get, you're automatically, like, familiarized with the story, and you don't really know why. 
which you are. So a lot of this connection, why, and I feel like why a lot of this panel is like, oh, it's very Marvel. Because it does feel very Spider-Man-esque. Like, oh, this kid's just walking around yeah. lollygagging. And all of a sudden, kid. like, holy crap, now I have superpowers. And what am I doing? Like, oh, I'm goofy. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'm just trying. Yeah. You know, like, like it basically Peter Parkering his ass around. But it's, it is kind of cool. Like, I dig the cosplay check. Like, it's it's definitely a story I, I would read into more. Yeah, I can't sure. wait to see him interact with our other DC characters. Because, like, him coming across, like, the Justice League yeah. would be hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm very like excited. It, serious it, yeah. it, it's like, um, I assume it's going to be, like, you know, how Kamala met with the mm-hmm. Avengers and she's all freaking out. And I think that's going to well, be even really interesting. Stuff, like, with Spider-Man. damage that he's showing up. In Suicide Squad, they're right. doing like a little, yeah. I don't want to say crossover, but he, they're appearing kind of here and there. I'm sure they're going to do that with each of these. Like in in uh, Silencer, mm-hmm. Talia Al Ghul appears because she knows uh, on her guest, the, right. the main character. So, so I can't wait to see what happens with, with this. Is uh, is Rockefeller going to be on art for a while or is he jumping off? I don't know. After it seems to be that like they're doing a that lot of across the, the board. The, yeah, the new titles are starting with one artist on an arc however yeah. long that arc is and then it's getting, getting handed off to another one and i don't know if it's going to be a rotation like what they did on all-star uh, batman Something you know like how like that. ramita started yeah. out and then yeah. so i don't know i have okay. no clue um i mean i liked it it's definitely a comic for like the modern era yeah. you know for yeah. the modern so what would you rate it john um you know i, th- I think i'm gonna give it a five i really really enjoyed it and i would pick this up Nice. Uh, it's I'm great. Proud of you, Johnny. Wow. It's great. That's a big grade. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like I said, five has loved it, so I loved it. It's a five. I'm proud it's of you, bud. Great art. You want a hug? Come here. We'll get you later. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Dusty. Uh, I think it would give it a four. I still think it was um like I'll, you know, a lot of us compared it to Marvel on the panel and I absolutely agree. Like it was it's very Marvel-esque, and a lot of problems with Marvel is sometimes they're lacking a little bit in the story. So, although it was kind of cool and it was it was nice to follow, I do still I still feel like it was lacking a little bit. So it did feel like they pulled a little bit of Marvel writing on on this, and maybe it's because it does have the Spider-Man feel, and Spider-Man hasn't been like up to snuff lately. I don't know, but uh, it, it gets a four for me. The art was good. Story is good. Follow along. I'm definitely going to read more into it. Cool. Other uh, Jonathan. I will give it Guess four Jonathan. out of five too. Um, I actually did not like that because everyone looked tired. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, man, you can like whatever you I want. Was like, oh man, everyone looks tired. What's what's going on? But once he had the costume on, I think it looks really nice. The costume's a great design. Yeah, and that's yeah. tough to pull off. Right? It was, it yeah. was badass. I was like, dang, this so cosplay person's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they usually are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang. But it's tough to pull off like an iconic design nowadays because yeah. there's so much that's been done. So. Yeah, like mimics. And it was cool though because they pulled her in as as a character in the in the story. Yeah, like yeah. the design. Like something to do. And they didn't do the typical, I can't tell my best friend that I'm a superhero. Yeah. If I was a kid, I'd like run to my best up. friend. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, really It's up. something it's like really another up. book we're going to review where they introduce the person who makes the costume and they're a part of the story. That's interesting. 
Yeah, and then also it's kind of cool how he's, I don't know if he's live streaming this or recording it. I think he's, he's live streaming. He's like recording himself like, right. hey guys, this is sideways here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, let me know where you want me to go, anywhere yeah. across and the world. That's exactly what a teenager would do yeah. right now. Like, that's I'm a superhero, right I'm going to live stream oh, this. Oh yeah, it's 2018. Yeah. That's, we're doing, yep, let's live stream we're doing this. that. He's like, I want to be open with you guys, but I won't tell you my name. But uh, I will be open no matter what. <laughs> So yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. I really enjoyed it. I might be picking I think it up. No. He can't really. I'm gonna he give can't. It a five. Oh, I was gonna say let's do this together, but oh okay, let's no, let's do it together. No, really you were gonna say five. Do you, you say it? One, two, three, five. five. It's like you guys are in okay. sync or I'm, something. Yeah, I'm just come on. You had to ruin it. Huh? I agreed with you guys. That's weird. I know. Yeah, we should go. have done a trifecta five, but we're not. On to the next book. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. All right, <clears throat> Dusty. Tell us about the main event. That's what this is the book we're all here for, really. This is why you guys all wanted to be on the podcast. It's definitely what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> if you talk crap about this book, John, I'm gonna freaking beat you. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, it's the last issue of My Little Pony, right? And that's the one. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about Invincible. Invincible uh, as a series is pretty badass. As the end of the book. Um, I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. The only thing I'm afraid of, though, is that they were kind of setting up <clears throat> is that they might run some spinoffs. And the only thing I'm a little worried about is that I don't know how different you can be with your spinoffs versus the story that you've already told. Yeah. Like, the book as a whole, uh, it was really cool, and it did, it did very well. As what like number kind is of, it and who's it by? Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're already, I'm like, I don't. He's already no. in too deep. No, too deep. like, seriously. We, if you're listening to the podcast and you're listening to Invincible, you like, you already know it's Kirkman and Ollie. Like, don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't go there. <laughs> like, straight up. So, this is what we're talking about is Invincible. And it was, it was a great story. Like, I did like how they ended it because they tied up, they, they, like, Went through, like, step by step and tied up every loose end. But I will say, like, some of the things that they brought out, like, they brought out, uh, well, yeah, they were were bringing out uh, people that could potentially be villains based on characters. I think... Because you're right. Along a, with the story. There's so a lot of things that, that he he sets up as if there's going to be more to it. So that's what I'm but afraid I, of. But I think what that is is to show that this universe is still alive. No, but you got to understand. still alive it, and kicking. Okay, so. Like you can end it, but there's still going to be but superheroes. But it's, it's supposed to be the end of all things. Yeah. Here, here, here's my problem with this. Because it does set it up really well that they're going to run somewhere else with, else with this. Because they're like, hey. Invincible makes a lot of money. A lot of people follow it. I think we could pull, we could pull, say, a Joey from Friends. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'm afraid of because look, at some point, how different can you make it be? You have a little Invincible boy, which is basically where you started, Mark, from the beginning of this, and you have this now this lioness cat that's like. I'm not gonna stop until all of the villagermites are dead. Like, ah! The other guy from the other dimension. Yeah, and it's like, come on, you guys, seriously, you're gonna do this all over again? I think at the end, you had Mark beat everybody in and create this wonderful utopia across not only the universe but galaxies and galaxies. Like, he's supposed to be the end all. So, like. 
just end the freaking book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like end the book and don't leave don't leave loose ends like you're gonna bring in other side characters and other books involved because you're gonna tell the same story over again. You're gonna bring other you're, writers you're, in. You're making a lot of really big leaps. Okay. No, I, I don't feel no, like I, I am know. because I, they were set up. They're, They're totally set up. They're going to bring in smaller writers and up, smaller artists to come in and be yet. like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, hey, we're going to we we're gonna talk pull a each other. Joey. Because that's going to sound really bad on the podcast. We're, we're totally going to pull a Joey on this one, and we're going to bring Invincible's Kid. We're going to start a whole new comic run on Invincible's Kid, and he's going to have all these nemesis and all these things, and it's going to, like, they're going to just dig on the franchise, and I... I I'm afraid of that because they didn't tie up any of the ends that they presented in this book. If yes, this they did. They tied up a lot well, of the, stuff. Well, the new stuff they brought in, they didn't tie it. They Look, didn't tie it up. There's there's definite possibilities that they could do. I don't think they're going to launch a whole new series. Well, I think it's right here he says mini series, if anything. But the the thing is, is they're leaving some stuff open because they've got. Oh, I, I read the letters yeah. too. The the movie stuff is coming. He said this is not the end of. Invincible, just the end of the comics. The thing is, like, it's. <laughs> I mean, you, you're making a lot of assumptions, and even if they do continue it, you don't have to read it. This could be the end of it. That's it. And <laughs> you know, it, it. I think it ended really well. He tied up most of the. I disagree. They didn't end it because they brought in more elements in this book that you're gonna want to find out about. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but like that's almost any book. I mean, you look at no. The- I'm just talking about this book <laughs> yeah. right here individually. We're talking about Invincible, the last book, which is two books in one, mm-hmm. had entered new elements into the story that didn't it go didn't any enter further. New elements. It what it did was it paid homage to story arcs from its past, and it showed that they look these characters. They're still going. They're still alive and well. I I agree. When I read this, I was like, why'd they bring back the, what was his name? The other guy, the smart guy with the brain. The other guy from the dimension. Angstrom. Yeah, his his son. His son comes back, and I was like, okay. They introduced him very early on, so I'm thinking Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're going to wrap him up by the end of the book. Right? And then nothing happens, and then they show Battle Beast's uh, daughter, I think. Yeah. And then nothing happens, and I was like, okay, why even introduce him? So that, that to me, tells me that they're going to run with the story. They're going to pull it because they, like, turned, uh, uh, what, Marcus? Uh, yeah, Marcus Marcus. Tara. Like, Marcus is turning into Invincible, and he's going to have these foes, and he's going to have these, these other characters that are kind of come in. And the reason everybody's going to be like, oh, this is really cool, because... Like, we have history now, so we've read Invincible. Like, we know where they're coming from, so now we're going to want to read this. Now I feel like, no, they're trying to franchise this and make more money because I feel like they're yeah. going to take other other writers and other artists in and pull it in and drag the story in and try to get, like, basically milk the cow, which is Invincible. As cool as I thought the story was, I do think they milked it a little bit. And mark my words, I think they're going to come out with this because they're going to try. Mark my words, if they come out with a mini series or series of Marcus and Tara doing stuff together, I'll buy it. Yeah, I will too. But I think Kirkman, the way he said Invincible up, he said he wanted to end it, so it's not like any other superheroes. I think the thing is, it's not he ending. did end it. Yeah, he ended. He Invincible. ended Mark Grayson's yeah. story. Uh, well, if you ending. include the son, it's going to be... Well, that's not it's Mark. still Mark Grayson's going to be... Yeah, that's Mark He's Grayson. still going to be included, though. I mean, that's a, I mean, like, if you end Superman, 
and then continue on with his son. Is that still Superman's story? No, it's not. It's someone else's story. Superman's going to be involved. <laughs> he, Everyone, he just I really yeah. enjoyed this book, okay. though. I like the time jumps that they're doing in it. Yeah. It I didn't was, like that. It was good. You didn't like it? No. Lot, How about the daughter it. scene when it was panel, well, I, panel, Oh, that panel, was panel, so panel, cool. Panel. I dug it. I, I, I love that. But some of the stuff uh, changing from page to page uh, was a little jarring. Like, like wait, the fighting, oh. the war thing, right? Right, right, right. That, like that, that kind of felt like, oh, that's weird. It just came out of nowhere. It, that was a little You know what? I actually think more comics should do that sometimes. It's, you know, it's, it's all going to end the same way. Why don't you just one panel it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, no, I guess, but like you look no, at from no, no. you look I, at this. I disagree page. <laughs> because it's like watching the movie Braveheart. Like sometimes you need the battle scene to understand what's really happening, because you have two two different readers. Like I'm a type of reader that I enjoy the art. It will take me twice as long as anybody else to ever read a comic book because I soak in the art. My wife, on the other hand, can flip through Chew and not realize that. Popeye was actually taken by the collector at some point in Chew because she just missed that panel altogether. And I was like, that's one of the biggest scenes in Chew I've ever seen. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they totally incorporated Popeye into the whole story. But do you really think you needed another war, all-out war with the Coalition and the Voltrum? Or the Voltrum? I liked that. I thought it was efficiently done to kind of show because the whole point wasn't the, the war itself. It was the focus on the relationship between Mark and Alan. Yeah. It was hearkening back to how they always handled yeah, things. Yeah, and like, they met. If you would have just talked, talked to me, we wouldn't have had to do this. I agree. What did you think of this, Blake? My biggest problem is with the title. It should have been called The Ending is the Beginning and the Beginning is the End, which is my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> the next point that I'm trying... No, that, that's what I like about the two sides of the argument. One of the guys, I totally get where you guys are coming from. They're taking the ending way too seriously. And then you guys are like bleeding invincible and love it. No, and I, I completely not. get it. <laughs> Johnny, for the sake of this, just put right. up with Jonathan, so it's even. My OCD like my blood, it's invincible. In. Um, my, my thing is... It's comics. It's never going to end. That's exactly. that's why you read comics. So honestly, I enjoyed it, but I'm not up to snuff on Invincible. So I, when I get back and I read everything, I might have problems with it later. But right now, I enjoyed what I got. I mean, I like that we got to see some of the battles and stuff like that instead of just ending it on a panel because I feel <laughs> that a lot of comics do end on a panel because Robert Kirkman said from the beginning where most comics go right, he wants to go left. Yeah. Uh, I thought the art was cool. I like the art. Wasn't it Ryan Otley did the first Ryan half? Ryan Otley did the first 24 pages, and then Corey Walker finished the book. I thought so I thought that was bittersweet. Yeah, that both yeah. the artists, the artists that started it and the artists that It was okay, started, but you could definitely ended. tell. And if, it, if art bothers you, it will bug you a little bit. Yeah, because I think they're it, it did drive me a little <laughs> crazy, but it was still doable. But I also like when Invincible's kid dresses up as him. I think that's very... Like homage to what he dressed right. up as. Yeah, not first even dressed the up like the, the, the It's the exact uh, same thing. Yeah, what's his else made his costume? With yeah, the same guy. Name. I'm surprised he's still alive, to be honest. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm oh like, you beat the idea. Like seriously. Um, I thought the point where uh, Adam. Should we say spoilers or no? Spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Where Adam Eve is like on her deathbed, I was like, ah, and then she's like, oh, I guess I'm immortal. That was a very like Robert Kirkman thing, but I, I dug that it. That was weird. I thought it would have that's, been. That's Robert Kirkman, man. I mean, that's yeah, the story. It, like, the thing is, There's like, oh, I'm not like going to die, and he's just like rad. Well, if yeah. you think about it. I mean, but, but, that's, but he's kind of tipped his hand earlier it. in because he's done yeah. that twice before in the series where she was near death yeah. and her atomic powers mm -hmm. kick in and save her. Oh, screw yeah. that. That kind of sucks. It was totally, I thought it was totally cool. Because Invincible is going to last forever. Now, she's going to last forever. So you have 
this king and queen, this monarch yeah. couple yes. that is going to preside over everything universe. overall. Yeah. And I guess that's my whole point. That's why I didn't really understand introducing new villains into the story, unless they're going to take it further. And if they're going to take it further, this story was so good. Like, what what are you going to do that's not going to just recreate the same freaking story? Because you're going to pull a kid in that's quote-unquote invincible, which, hello, seems like the same story you're going to tell all over again? I don't, I don't think that's fair to say. Like, even uh, that I criticize Kirkman all the time for rehashing the same story in Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't... Like I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, just I, so you know, the, Jonathan's looking for a yeah, shank right now. The he's, definitive he's thing is, I, have one. <laughs> I don't, I don't look, need to look for it. <laughs> the definitive thing is, this is the end of Invincible. This is the end of a Mark Grayson's Mark story. Grayson's story, and that's exactly what what it happened. Like mm-hmm. anybody else's story, that's on another book. Who cares about that? I mean, if he's you, already right. spun off of yeah. this several times, yeah, like yeah. many times. I think two different volumes. Astounding Wolfman. We had Astounding Wolfman. We had Brit. We had so it's not foreign to like a foreign concept to like have stuff spin out of this universe. I think what was the other one? Was it Capes Incorporated? But I, I believe he's so. gonna have to pull Grayson back numerous times if he keeps going with Invincible Kid. I don't. Think I don't think so. Like you Kirkman, look at Kirkman, he already said he was. He said he was. He said he was gonna come back in the Kirkman, book. Though. Yeah, but to other characters, not Mark Grayson. This is the end of Mark Grayson's story. I mean, you look at Super Sons, and um, you know Superman and Batman are rarely in it. Are you gonna say that's a Superman? That's a Superman and Batman book? No, that's not what it is. Like you, books, comic books specifically, never end. You look at the end of Why the Last Man. Uh, Yorick runs away. You never know what happens to him. The story never finishes, and that's what comics are about. They're never going they to are. finish. Invincible. The, the story of Mark Grayson is done. The uh, story of everybody else is not. I wish they would have said that though mm-hmm. when they said it was ending. I and think is, I think Kirkman said this think, is the end of Mark Grayson's story. Okay. Yeah, you have to understand, Kirkman is also a little impish in the way that he releases information. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knows how to mess with people, and he like we've said several times when people go right, he likes to go left. Yeah, like on on a lot of things, um, and with this, he's one of those guys that when he kills somebody, they stay dead. That character effectively is dead. Set up, set Except up. that Adam Eve. Eve. <laughs> Well, but see, that's that's never been concrete in the book. Yeah. He's followed his own rules. I think it would have been funnier because when she first died, she got <laughs> she got bigger boobs. You know, so it'd be funny so if funny. she got like bigger boobs the last time, and then Mark would be like, "Oh, rad!" You know, like they, every time she died, yeah, it but just he was the sa- he had the same reaction when she came back to life. He was like basically like, "Oh, rad." Like he didn't, I don't know. It wasn't like that much of a shock to him. It wasn't like, like maybe he would have. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, it was, that's what I'm saying. Like she just died, and he was like, "Oh, fucking cool." Like, I think he was like to peace with it, and then he was like, "Oh, sweet, you're getting looked." I would have preferred if too. she came back with a better Sorry, personality, but that's just me. Oh my god! <laughs> I also liked when he, uh, when Marcus went to go visit Grandpa's grave. I thought that yeah, was that was very, that was a really nice touching scene. It was nice touching, and then. You know, just 
I, you know, I'm harping on it because the ending and all no, that. No, I get you. But I really enjoyed this book. I See, mean, okay, the if th- there is spinoffs, or I should say, when there's going to be spinoffs, right. I don't think Robert Kirkman's going to write them. Right. I think he's done. I think this the reason why he said the end of all things is he's like, I'm done with Invincible. If anybody wants to pick it up, where I left a little couple of tidbits, mm-hmm. have at it, and it'll be under Skybound or Image, right? The thing is, Skybound owned by Image because he's a partner, right? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what bothered me because he wrote those in. If he didn't write those in and somebody else just pulled them from the story and created something, that would be fine. But the fact that they actually wrote it into this book bothered me a little bit because he didn't tie it up. So if you're going to write it in, Mm -hmm. tie it up. You're tying. This is the end of all things. This is the end book. Okay. And and I I agree with you. If somebody else wants to come in and, and pull stories. It's it's infinite. Had he had he changed the title, would that a little better? Because I feel like a lot of people are going to take the title very like no, literally. I don't, you know I don't I mean? think so. Like don't 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 bring in uh, the Too the offspring yeah. or the siblings of villains. Just leave that alone. If if as image uh, being a publication can come in with anything, and if you're a comic book reader, you're going to be like, oh, check that out. That's from Invincible. And you're gonna know, but just leave it out of this book. Like let let this let the story die right. with Mark Grayson. Let let everything go. Don't introduce new characters. Don't do anything. Just let it die. It, it, just end it. And, and if you want to bring them back, you can totally bring them back, and everybody be totally. Like say cool. they're the is, there the whole time the in thing, the first issue. The thing is, I don't think yeah. any book has ever really ended except for like little mini series. Yeah, it's like, kind of like you look at Harry Potter. But at the end of Harry Potter, what do they do? Introduce new kids. Introduce yeah. uh, Draco's kids, which is like the bad guy. Yeah, true. And then later they, uh, you know, come up on it. Like because you, you know, but you know it's going to continue. That's what I'm saying. Like you didn't know that Harry Potter was going to continue. It didn't continue until years later. That's I what I'm saying. I just want to know where to find Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for in my <laughs> the, life. The, the thing is, but that's like, my point. No They're setting up ever Invincible. Ended. They're setting up to continue, and mm-hmm. that's if it's going to be the end, leave, leave at the end and do a different story. See, the thing is, like, there are. There are some potential setups that that could be in here but if he decides there's not going to be then that's the end of it it's it's perfectly fine it's kind of like when bendis wrote his last issue right he includes the ultimates i think or uh was the people? ultimate spider-man yeah okay like the people he introduced at the end and he yeah. was like well i'm done guys if you guys want to use these characters go ahead and use yeah ultimate right versus back so i guess Here's here's something that he says here in response to another. We're getting letter. way too hung up on this <laughs> one. It's a, it's an important book. We should be. It says, uh, speaking for myself, I finished work on issue. This is Robert Kirkman on issue one forty four in early November, and it's been a weird last couple months not having to write a script. The ideas certainly haven't stopped. While there are no pl- currently no plans in capital letters to return to this series in comic form, it's not impossible that we might see in issue 145 for the 20th anniversary who knows why isn't dusty here to listen to that (laughs) okay anyway i mean i I really enjoyed this in comic form we might see it in other mediums like series tv series thing that i've always said is this would make a fantastic animated series not a live action i have no idea how they would do that i don't want a live action i want an animated series stylized by ryan of like by ryan okay when i started reading invincible and i saw all the characters and all the things he was doing to me in my mind this is robert kirkman's homage to superhero comics Mm -hmm. so the way that he ended it because to me superhero comics the story never ends 
but the characters and who takes over the mantle, the changing of the guard, whatnot, does. So I think that's what he ultimately wanted to do is that Mark Grayson's story is over, I'm done with this, but it's a superhero book. It's always going to go on, whether it's a miniseries or whatnot or an animated series, which I hope they do do an animated series because it would be great. Because we're nowadays, adults watch cartoons more than kids do, and it's to the yeah. point where we could have like a rated R cartoon, and it would be amazing. Yeah, it could be like absolutely multiple seasons, twelve episodes, whatever. Yeah, forty-five minutes long, oh, yeah. wouldn't that? If Amazon picked it up, they could do whatever they want. Can we talk about it. the con- content of this book? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked it a lot. Uh, someone that's not caught up in Invincible. Uh, like um, you, Jonathan, and uh, the other Jonathan <laughs> and uh, Dusty, I wasn't, you know, hung up about like it ending or whatever, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, there are some pacing issues that I had, uh, like the time and stuff, like. right? And you know, like fights happening out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, where did that come from? And and there's just some stuff that left me a little jarring. But uh, other than that, I really a lot of things jar it. you, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, I am a very jarable, jarable person. Jarable. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Just suffice to say that if you listen is, to this show a lot, if Johnny's complaining about the jarring stuff, I have no problems with them. <laughs> the thing is, the <laughs> I'm going to say this word a lot. The the art didn't jar me. Good. Is that a correct way to say that? You left the door. You like the art. I like the art a you lot. Like the fa- you liked the two artists. Yeah, since they kept, I I assume they kept the same colorist. Yes. Um, that's why it feels uniform. And uh, unlike Dusty, well, I, I'm, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves is switching art in the middle of a book. But it's kind of hard to notice at times, especially if you're enjoying it that as much as I was. Nathan Fairbarn. Yeah. Uh, is that the, the latter half? Nope, that's, that's the colorist for the entire book. Oh, okay. Who's, uh, who's doing the latter half of the book? Corey Walker. Corey Walker. I like Corey Walker better than... Um, you're crazy. I know. <laughs> you say that all the time. Really? Walker. Really? Corey, yeah, Corey I do. Corey Walker's great. But Ryan Otley. Did you read the Battle Beast fight? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! The Battle on the Sun. Oh, I did read that. I know. It was kind it. of intense, but no, I like Corey Walker better than Ryan yeah. Otley. My favorite is this two spread yeah. of the daughter. I think that's Corey Tara? Walker. Yeah, that's that, Tara no, that's, is just. Um, that's Ryan Otley. Are you sure? Hang on. No, I think it's Walker. Is it Walker? Yeah, it looks Walker? looks oh, more yeah. round. That is that's Walker. <laughs> it's that's more round. Right, that's right after. Uh, Otley ends. That's like the, the second and third yeah, page. Yeah, this is. I think this is Otley, yeah, and this is. And it shows Otley. every stage of her growing up. Daddy, can I have this? To him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> him uh, walking in on him, right? Walking in on her. There, so there's, there's funny. some, yeah, through her basically life, and it yeah. just shows her growing up. I thought that was a great sequence of panels, um, you know, laid out through these two pages. Yeah. All in all, I really enjoyed the book. It kind of, it show the end of Mark Grayson's story but it also kind of showed us a little bit of um, a view on Mark's kids and showed you know, him as a father yeah things going on uh, well this yeah this might be the end of Invincible but it's you know it probably will never be the end of uh, the universe yeah if you notice uh, Dave Ramirez pointed out to me uh huh right here by Ryan says goodbye oh yeah oh nice so I was oh, like, nice. I, I was like, oh dang, yeah, dude, I I can't, I can't. Uh, Ryan, why do you gotta be so good? He's his fight scenes are so good. They are, I they're mean, epic. I kind of wanted a big fight right here too, just so I could see all the blood <laughs> and all that stuff pages? going on. Have you, have you ever 50. got to meet him? Because oh, okay. you said you go to conventions, right? No, I have not met him. I have. He's anyway. a nice dude. 
Should we? He's very. It? He's very. He's very meek. <laughs> it is kind of nice at the end that he really put a nice. Uh, I don't want to say an undertone because it was kind of an overtone of "Hey, look, everybody, just be nice, and you know the world might be a better place." So, yeah, like right here alone. The- the last villain that which they is face. funny because right. how it violent was, this book gets at times yeah yeah no so that, that's what I mean like it wasn't I don't want to call it an undertone because it was actually an overtone it was just kind of like hey if everybody would just quit screwing around and just be nice to each other this might be a better not even universe but a whole better galaxy and, and multiverse yeah multiverse like, yeah you guys mentioned that some of your favorite panels are like the Terra growing up mm-hmm. and you know him um, Marcus, Marcus being at the gravesite but I really really enjoyed the uh like the alien his little thing is like you could easily conquer <laughs> us yeah mm-hmm. i have attacked you i wish to end your life i disrespected you and spat in the face of your goodwill and yet you do not retaliate still you offer peace still still you speak as my friend you have every right to strike me down and yet you spare me the way your daughter has spared my champions mm-hmm. and then mark says yes that is the Voltramite way and yeah, i was and like oh that's kind of that's just perfect and it's changed so much from the beginning yeah definitely. when mark's story started to how it is now no yeah definitely i'm like i said i'm i'm still not past like issue 37 or whatever oh, 37 37 not 137 no 37 mm. <laughs> um but like i enjoyed it just little pet peeves right now. Why did he get gray hair so quick? I, I felt think it's like been like a long time. Yeah, because years have passed. Because the, the, the end of the book, he says he made five hundred years or something. Years. I think that's to imply like hey, hundreds of years. Okay. By. Because because I believe like uh, Adam Eve is like really old by the yeah. time. Yeah. So, so I think he, they could live forever because Adam Eve could just change yeah. his, you know, heal him whenever he's getting close to dying. Rad. So. Rad. Yeah. Maybe next time she dies, she'll get a bigger personality, a better personality, right? <laughs> you guys are over here talking about like boobs and stuff like that. I'm like, why can't she just get a better personality? Come on. She's already I just want somebody to cuddle a with. Personality. Yeah, that's true. All right, what would you rate this book, guys? Uh, who, who wants to go first? I mean, I'll go first. I mean, even though I was harping on it about the ending, I I, I still have to give it a five out of five because if they didn't include those, you know, Dusty, I know you talked about if they didn't include those. It would have been better, but you still loved it. Six out of five. It would have been six out of five, but five out of five, <laughs> just because it's invisible. And I started on issue like one eighteen, I think, whatever the twenty five cent issue was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bought it, and I've just been in love you with binged it the since rest? then. I binged the rest. Wait, so you didn't do the beginning? Well, no, I read all of oh, it. Oh, like, okay. I, after right. I read that oh, issue, okay, okay, okay. I like bought every okay. single one like right then and That'd there. That'd be great if you were like nothing beyond one. <laughs> nothing matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. That, whatever. So it's funny. Uh, I would, uh, this was one of the first books that Roger put in my hands when I when I first started coming to the shop all those years ago. And I was like, do you have more of this? And he just like puts this stack of trades in front of me. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> just from that point on. The first taste is free. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, 25 cents can't beat that. And then it sums it up so easily in that issue. And I was like, oh, I definitely got to read this. Yeah. And it was just, it's been amazing since. I love to point out another thing. Many ask me why I have broken with tradition and not worn a ceremonial Viltramite mustache. Freddie Mercury mustache. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing? Yeah, uh, so much so. Like, so many people have made so many Freddie Mercury jokes. If you follow Ryan Otley on Instagram, do, yep. he's done actual sketch covers of Freddie, Freddie Mercury, Mercury as a Viltramite. 
That's like good. in the Viltrumite That's real good. garb. Freddie Mercury was the lead singer of Queen, Johnny. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite bands. No, That's it's not. funny because Johnny's too young to understand the joke. I get it. <laughs> totally. He hasn't seen Back to the Future. He has uh, not seen Back to the Future. I, I have not. Oh, Johnny. I was like negative seven. Do you even know who Huey and the Lewis and the News are? Do you Huey know and how the Lewis? to say that? <laughs> Johnny Huey Lewis, Lewis and the News. Um, I don't know, really. I'm not sure. I mean, I guess, like, well, the thing is, I have some problems with it. Just say but it. I, Just I, I, say I loved it. it. So it's a okay. five. Awesome. There we go. Dusty. Um, I'll say, first of all, the reason I wanted to be on this podcast for the final of Invincible was because if anybody gets into it, uh, like, Roger was just like, hey, try the compendium, which I'm like, okay, it's a, I don't know, big ass effing book that's too heavy to read at any comfortable position you can think of so i don't recommend it <laughs> but i actually burned through two of them and was so mad because i was bruised up afterwards but then i started reading the paperbacks which is way cool because they're a lot easier to read through but i will say that so when i first started reading invincible it was kind of mm, I got to say, if I had started reading Invincible from the very beginning from the comic books themselves, I don't know if I'd have continued the issues. I may have stopped and picked up later on. It did get a little boring and a little drab in the very beginning, almost like I was trying to push through it because I felt like there was a story coming along. But I got to tell you, by the time I got halfway through the second compendium, I was hooked. I needed to read every single issue. I needed to read it right now. And I was plowing through them like there was no tomorrow. I didn't have any other life except Invincible. That's all I wanted to do. I kept running back to Roger and buying the next trade and buying the next trade and buying the next trade. Like I just freaking had to know. I think uh, Kirkman and Ollie did a phenomenal job. Kirkman did amazing writing, definitely kept you involved. Um, Ollie's art was amazing. You could definitely tell when they entered uh, different artists, and it was it was fine. I got to be honest, I don't really like it. I'm huge with the art and the story, and sometimes when they change the artist, it's like if you're watching a movie and all of a sudden they like put Vaseline on the lens and you're just like, wait, what the shit's happening right now? Like you just changed something and it's not right. It's not HD. And it's not like I get it because you're trying to give other people credit and you're trying to give other people breaks. Well, the only and other it's fine, artist that they brought on the series was the original series artist, Corey Walker. Again, I don't care. Ollie was way better. <laughs> like, uh, look, I agree. But no, if I, you're gonna bring in somebody, the original guy, you're gonna bring someone. I, to I'm end just it. saying. Regardless, like it, it, the only problem I've ever had with this, even though my concerns with the end of it, like, hey, you shouldn't bring in new villains if you're gonna end a story, kind of doesn't make sense. But my only problem with this whole series was when they changed artists because it took me out. I mean, it, it was hard for me. It was a little hard for me. And that, that might be a personal thing for me for sure. But that's just because art's super important to me. But uh, anybody who hasn't read Invincible, just read it. You won't be disappointed. And if it gets boring, just plow through it because eventually it gets not boring where so much so you need to read this book. You need to read the series for sure. Yeah, and he really learns his lessons throughout 
the whole book. Everything that he goes through. Oh, you can always is, relate something in your yeah. life. This it's amazing. So what's the rating? Yeah, have you rated it? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll definitely give it a five. Sorry. <laughs> okay, no, you're good. Uh, Wait, I'm done. Five, five. All right. <laughs> five, five for the series and for the issue for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree oh. with you, even though I have not finished the series. Ashamed of you. I know. Right, at least you're further than Why Johnny. are you here? I don't know. Right. I don't know why I'm here. I ask myself that in therapy every day. <laughs> oh my god, Blake. Who's pitching Marvel? Uh, I think Jonathan. it's the other Jonathan, me. The other Jonathan. So, this week is Thrawn. Star Wars Thrawn. Uh, number one. Of a number one. Don't ask me. I didn't read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the writer is Jody Hauser. And the artist is Luke Ross. Um, so I don't know much about Thrawn besides what I just read. But I know they recently... All I know actually is people love Thrawn. He mm. was... Tactical genius from the books. There you go. Tactical genius from the books. And then uh, Disney was like, nope, that's all that's all gone. And they decided to keep him. And then decided to bring him back with Rebels. So, uh, I believe he defeated the Yuzhan Vong. That's a thing that's that you thing said in the in the books. <laughs> exactly, me too. Yeah. Hand over head because I don't I don't know if, much about. If them. you're gonna read Star Wars books, the Thrawn trilogy mm-hmm. is one of the best places you can go, from my understanding. Was of. That yeah, that's that's what Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Timothy Zahn. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I've heard the same. Like that's the Star Wars. That's to the go Holy to. Grail. So yeah. also, the Timothy Zahn books were adapted in comic form. So in case you guys wanted to read the comics instead of reading the books. Okay, I like pictures more sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I will say Agreed. the art the art's very like late nineties, weird okay, never Rob Liefeld type. It's weird as it hell. It can't be as bad as Rob Liefeld. It's pretty bad. Like Rob Liefeld is Tim- Timothy Zahn wrote the books. He it's good. I have read it. He he knows how to write. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um You get sucked into it. What's the um, the comic adaptation? Yeah. The art you're saying. What's is- what's the first book called? Like Heir to the Empire or something like that? Uh yeah, it's it's the Thrawn trilogy. It's Heir to the Empire, and then I think it's like Shadows of the Empire. No, 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 no that was never mind. Isn't that that game? <laughs> it, that, that was right. a fun was game, though. I mean, was it on like PlayStation One? N sixty four, I think. Okay, Dash I think it was on PS One though. <laughs> yeah, the Outriders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nineties game right there. Yeah, so it's about it's about Thrawn, which basically has you see him, him rise through the ranks, yeah, rise through the ranks and show that he's very tactical. And um, I really enjoyed this book. It was a lot of dialogue. I mean, I didn't expect him going in a shit in a like a Tie Fighter, killing people or anything like that. I expected this to be dialogue heavy, and uh, I thought it was really uh, really good. And um, they just talk about his life and how he gets recruited into the Empire, and then he becomes like a lieutenant, and then it goes on from there. And it seems like he's getting tested throughout the book by the Emperor, and uh, I'm excited to see how he becomes Admiral, because I think the last, uh, they talk about that through the book, and then the ending, they said like, ooh, I want to be Admiral, something like that. But... uh, I really enjoyed it, and it showed how smart he was and how many steps he thought ahead as well. So I think he, that he is the ultimate villain, like um, tactical person, tactical villain, like in terms of like not being like a Jedi or a Sith. Mm-hmm. Just a, like he would give Grand Moff Tarkin a run for his money, if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. I think he would obliterate Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to be honest, yeah, I I I I love Thrawn. Yeah. Uh, 
I like the opening. So do you think he he did justice in this book? Yeah, I did. I was worried because you read the books and it's incredible. And then the opening sequence, everything he was doing, like his character, the way that he talks, uh, the the art was okay. I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but the art captured his essence and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I felt like the beginning was, it made me think of, uh, you know, Predator. Yeah. yeah, like that. Like I love how he was taking them down, and not once did he pick up one of their weapons or anything. He was just blowing them up and using. Um, uh, he was using their weapons, but he right. wasn't like I mean, grabbing a gun and then right, right, right. He wasn't Ramboing it up, is yeah. what I meant. He he <laughs> used gun. all their own weapons against them. That's what I liked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you could. It almost seems like he's trying to infiltrate them because like he's got a grander scheme of things. Yeah, and then they also introduced this sidekick, which I assume the sidekick is gonna. He's going to betray the psychic later down the line or something along the lines of that. If you read the books, it's the other way around. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Spoiler. Come on. Dude, you didn't say spoilers. spoilers. What? Oh, man. You just yeah. told us to pick it up and read it. I was going to this, Blake. No, you weren't, Johnny. Yes, I actually was. No, you weren't. You actually, no, I don't read. like Star Wars. We all know you can't read. Yeah, you just look at the pictures. Well, they're not canon anymore, right? They didn't say well, these that's are. true. That's, that's true. So uh, they, could, they could take a different thing. And that's he's why in Rebels right now. Yeah. So that's why I think they might do something different with it. Like where why he wants to be in the Empire. Yeah. No, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not not bad. It's very different. That's better than... Yeah, it's better than Liefeld, my bad. No, the uh, the art for the Thrawn trilogy that came out... Oh, it looks good. Yeah, it looks looks fine. Um, But anyway... Yeah, that's not bad. About this book. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't like Star Wars, but I can see me following this character. I hope he beats some rebel butt... Yeah, that was good. That was good. Rebel, Rebel scum. scum. Put it this way. I haven't ordered a Marvel book in a while, and I picked this up. This is on my poll. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's how much Star I like Thrawn. Wars is Marvel, huh? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> like, for a Star Wars book, it's good. I didn't get a chance to get all the way through it, unfortunately, because... It's Marvel? Every, well, no, because... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just because Invincible... He was such working a, on his calories. So, <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen what I seen earlier. It was adorable. <laughs> you you were trying to say something about Invincible, and the reason why we were laughing, we weren't trying to be rude to you, but he was sitting here going like this. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, gotta keep track of my calories. I'm like, is that an I Apple was, Watch? I was shaking it to get like my final little push of calories. Like, you're such a jerk. <laughs> so Sorry, but you need to hide it better. Watch. No, because you still burn calories. It's like the the Pikachu's when you would get on the uh, you'd put it on the washer and it would get your steps. Uh, <laughs> do you tie it to your like your dog and then yeah. just <laughs> I burned three thousand calories today. Yeah. Uh, when Pokemon Go came out and people were putting it to their fans, so it looked yeah. like they were walking around. Yeah. How many ra- miles do you guys run a day? Um, like yeah, that's what 12. I thought. How many feet from my car to this place? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. Because if I could drive my car into my room, I would. <laughs> That's your future dream house. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We call those garages. <laughs> Welcome to the fitness podcast. <laughs> no, you I guys mean, knew what you were getting into yeah. inviting him onto this show. Yeah, we did. I like this book. It's good. I liked what I read of it. Um, I do want to. I actually do want to pick it up. Um, I wish Blaine was on for this show just so that. As do yeah. I. He could tell us for like sec- about for a second. I was like, "Yeah, he is on." Blake is on, not Blaine. <laughs> so hurry up, Blake. Um, no, no, we're getting there. Yeah. Um. Well, what would you rate this book? Um. Hmm. You know, I don't know much about Thrawn, so the information, everyone hyping him up, and everything, I think this did justice to what was happening and. Everyone like, oh, he's so smart. He's the best villain ever. And I think this was this did good justice. 
uh, from the hype that everyone was giving me on it. So I think I just want to give it five out of five. I like it. Nice, nice, Johnny. Uh, I like Jodie Hauser's uh, other work, and I don't like Star Wars, but she uh, helped me like this book. So, and that's saying something. So, five out of five. You see right now. Yeah. Anyway. All right. What would you rate it? Um, I would rate it a five. Nice. Awesome. Uh, from what I read, I'd say it's a five. But uh, I'll let you know later. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So this is wow. That's a lot of fives for these books. They're it's good a books. good week. I, I really like. Those Wait, what? Did, what did you guys give sideways? Five. Oh, did we say it? You guys said four. We said five. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Four. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you guys were like, let's do Roger. tandem fives. <laughs> we have the highlights <laughs> for next week? No. So what we're going to review next week is to be determined, guys. I like what he's doing right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you guys rather have reviewed? Is there anything that anybody had time to read besides these three books? Uh, so the books haven't come out until tomorrow. Oh, but, that's right. But uh, we're doing this a day early. I did want to yeah, recommend. I because I don't have the invoice. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm just dumb. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, is that I, what's up right now? For tomorrow? That's not. No, no. no. Right. I did want to recommend a, um, a small indie book by Donny Cates uh, called Baby Teeth. Um, <laughs> don't pull a switchblade on me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's called Baby Teeth. Yeah. What's it about, Johnny? So vampires? it's yeah. No. Um, <laughs> is it about baby vampires? No. Then I so don't want to read it. It's about a 16-year-old girl who's nine months pregnant and she's scared because you know she's so young. But yeah, she should be scared because she could be giving birth to the literal Antichrist. That's Damien Omen's son. That okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, it's, it's by Donny Cates. It's great. Uh, you guys should pick it up. I was saying, okay. isn't there like a story about that? Or like <laughs> there is. It's called Omen. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally called Omen. I know. I've. You've seen it, right? You've seen it, right? You guys watch it together, right? You've seen it, right? Yeah. No, we watch everything together. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's okay, Johnny. You Baby teeth, Donny Cates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pick it up. Every week you do this. Back to the Future. Go see it, yeah, Donny. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to recommend for you, Johnny. That's your it's homework. not that I would read anything else, but I tell you what, I just started reading a series by Azzarello, 100 Bullets. It's Ooh, that's badass. That's a good series. Yeah. I got to tell you, Azzarello has not written anything that I do not like. He is an amazing writer. Have you that's read the his only Joker? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Hunter yeah. Luther was good. Hunter too. Bullets yeah. is the only book uh, I like from Azarello. I, uh, <laughs> I loan Luther to uh, like is a stronger. Johnny. It's good. Did he? Did you actually like? No, Luther? he's halfway through Luther. Dude, I loved it. I was like, are you kidding me? It gave you such a good uh, kind of like. Okay, so that's for Mayo and Art on both of those, right? Yeah. Look, if anybody yeah. wants a different side of like Luther and the Superman thing, like this is one of the things where I tried to get uh, Roger to do is have us uh, read Luther by Ezrello for a graphic novel. We weren't able to put it in. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it in at some point later on. But I'll tell you what, you guys, if you want to pick up a really good read, Luther by Azzarello is really good because it does give you a different side of, like, looking at Superman in a whole different way. And it is one of those things where if you play devil advocate really well, you could kind of take Luther's side on this and want to get Superman, like, the the F out of the picture. Like, it just... Jonathan, you, you do you feel that way? For it. Never. Oh, come on. <laughs> you liked Luther. You were like, why do we need Superman? Wow. That's oh. not even how it goes. That was an exact quote, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, from what I read of Luthor, it's it's I. 
Um, it's I. No, I don't want to you say that. You're done. You're not you even finished. finished. Don't don't you're not finished. don't even start should, giving your opinion. You just wait until you wait until you're, you're done. I was gonna say like I'll give you my thoughts when I'm done. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, <laughs> all right. Uh, since we it's I forgot I totally forgot this is Tuesday night so we don't have highlights we don't have you know nothing. Be, this I can't is Tuesday. What's coming out it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. That's what's coming out tomorrow. So get your girl a comic book. Yeah. And then she'll break up with you afterwards. Or guy. Or guy. So. Blake, tell us the graphic novel we're going to be reading. That's right. It's not an adult show. Okay. Like, or non-gender conforming person. Yeah. Oh, dear there you God. go. Boom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Represent. Right. Johnny. Can I'm, I just do my pitch? I'm being 100% okay. serious. Um, uh, the great and still great Jeff Johns. We're reviewing dun, 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 Green Lantern Sinestro War. If Green Lantern Rebirth War. was Star Wars A New Hope, then Sinestro War is definitely Empire Strikes Back. Would you agree, Jonathan? It's, I would agree because it close. ends so abruptly. Close. You didn't get to the end because we read what we had to read. <laughs> That's your fault. No. You should have kept going. I don't, <laughs> don't want to own this, but I wanted to read it. And then just because it ends right there, it's just like, uh, oh, it's so good. I read all the way through it. Yeah. I have the absolute. Well, do your pitch. Sorry, Blake. Uh, that was my pitch. What more? What Empire more Strikes Back? That's it? Everyone's seen Empire Strike Back. I haven't Everyone's seen, seen Back Strikes to the Future. Back. Oh, wait. <laughs> I haven't seen this Star Wars you're talking about. Let, let me. I'll pitch this it like this. Stars? Jonathan, are you a Jeff Johns fan? <laughs> just say yes. Just say yes. Oh, yeah, I want to get him mad. Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm with the. Are you serious? You have not watched I've Back seen, to the Future. I haven't seen Back to the Future. You, are you serious right now? Yeah, I haven't seen that. In we're, your whole we're entire we're life. Dude, real. I was like negative 10 no i don't care how old you are when it came Everybody's out seen it no i don't yeah. think so negative 10 okay you just answer your question jeff johns badass thank you yeah. do you like jeff johns Jonathan? absolutely what more of a moment pitch do i need yeah moment, moment of, of silence, silence. and well he's we not go. dead no i know but no that's just the reverend Mom- moment of rock out jeff johns there for you i got all three movies maybe i should watch them all right so uh why did you pick Sinestro Core War? Or why did I pick this for you? <laughs> Norma. <laughs> we Is that really what it. happened? Well, he so, brought it up. I was thinking of books like, what haven't you guys done? Because they've done so many. And uh, he was just like, "I'm." what did I initially pitch? I pitched something else. And then you said, well, we haven't done Sinestro War. I thought you were going to bring that up. So he wants to credit me for it, but he's the one that picked it technically. You had mentioned it previously and you've forgotten about it because you were on oh. whatever, you were on whatever other thing you were trying to think of and I was okay. like dude uh, Sinestro Core War we haven't done that well, was it for it, the Court of Owls? it must have been the most going. important one yeah. because you don't even know what you were going to introduce the first time yeah because so. I got so excited about Sinestro oh, yeah. Yeah. once I said Sinestro Core War he was like oh my god and I was like I haven't read it either so we need to do it I, b- I believe Green Lantern Rebirth came out 2005 wait I you didn't read it until no. just now uh, look I have a stack of books <laughs> to get through no I'm just saying like you were yeah. like saying hey this is what we need to read and you haven't even yeah. read it yet yeah that's how much I trust Jeff Johns but you've read it before right no this is the first time we've what, been over this do you feel what? cheated you had never read like I thought you were joking with you me feel cheated don't you no, you I thought cheated. you were bigger Jeff Johns. Yeah, I do. I do. I own. All, I read Rebirth. <laughs> I read Blackest Night. Sinestro Core War is one that I bought the absolute intending to read, and then we started doing the show, and then like every week I'm reading somebody else's graphic novel. I think the pitch for this book should be about how we're gonna break up right now. Like, right? I, hey, you know you're what? You're cheated right now because you assumed your, your face he had is read. <sighs> 
Jonathan, are you taking applications? You're your other uh, Jonathan, uh, sexier no. Jonathan. Okay, thanks, bud. <laughs> I'm gonna be alone for Valentine's Day. Hey, Let's talk about the book. We already knew that, though. Whatever. <laughs> you start us off, Jonathan. You're in trouble. Go. Oh please. What did you like about the book? Everything. Besides not reading it before. Everything. Okay. You don't have to be a single. Valentine's this is Day. this. Th- My dude. wife and I will totally take care of you. <laughs> Thanks, bud. This turned into a really weird. Podcast. I'll even give you roses if that's what you want. Oh, you know how Hal Jordan doesn't know fear? Well, I do right now. One of the things it, I loved I about this it. was how John's just. It was such a just. Just one thing after another in this like whole thing. I mean, it was just mm. breakneck paced. It was uh, like blockbuster moments. Yeah, but done well. Yeah, yeah. He the, he the amount with, of um, Richard Donner. He worked no. with Richard Donner. Yeah, he did. Dave Gibbons. No, I'm saying back in the day he worked. Oh with Richard yeah, Donner. obviously. I thought you were so talking about the he book. He knows how to do blockbuster moments. Yeah, is what I'm saying, dude. And he had freaking Ivan Reyes doing some. Oh my god, <sighs> Richard Donner. Are he you made doing Superman. Right now? No, I'm actually serious, oh. Johnny. <laughs> You know what we're going to do? We're just going to strap you to a chair with those little things that keep your eyes open and put in like... He doesn't even get that reference. Yeah. He, doesn't even, he doesn't even know what Clockwork Orange is. He won't get that reference. No, you guys mentioned this Have last you week. seen Clockwork Orange? No. You, oh my God. We've been through this we last week. We should just week. do a podcast, What Hasn't Johnny Seen? Okay, I haven't seen that either. Oh my God. Right, oh my God. Right, you got one ally in this. All right. But what it, what's one of your favorite moments in Sinister Core War? It's a small moment. It's, I mean, there's a lot of great, like, action-packed moments, and the art was great. Um, I think it was Patrick Gleason was on Green Lantern Corps, mm-hmm. right? And With Tomasi. Ethan Van Skyver. How do you say it? Ethan, Ethan Van Skyver. Skyver. And then only did a couple of like splash pages. And then it, it was Ivan Reyes. Ivan Reyes. Reyes did the other stuff. Ray, he says Reyes. So I, that's, that's how we pronounce it. Okay. Said, I like, uh, but that's Reese? the problem. I, I like R-E-I-S? all of those artists. Yeah. Rice. Rice. Ivan Rice. Okay. Ivan Reese. Let's say Reese. Ivan Rice. We'll you say, say Ivan whatever Rice. you want, dude. I like Ivan Rice because his um, um, Green Lantern effects are really good. Mm-hmm. And he can, do, he can do huge crowds really well. Yeah. That's really tough to pull off. Well, my, uh, mine was a small moment because it's when, um, I think it's at the end of uh, Rebirth, when uh, him and um, Sinestro are fighting and Sinestro gets sucked into like Quart or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I binged. I, I reread everything just to get ready for this. Well, there's a moment where... Um, I think uh, they had just attacked. Everyone's getting taken down. Um, they're they're about to do their counterattack. They're going to attack them on Quard. And um, there's a moment where I forget who it was, but they're talking to Sinestro. And they go, he goes, how many people are there? And they're like, so many hundred lanterns. And he says, uh, he goes, is Hal Jordan with him? And he goes, yes. And then he gets this grin and he just like goes in. And it felt like such a movie moment that like I got like chills from it. And it's insignificant. It's a small moment. But literally it was kind of like it harkened back to Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jeff Johns is so good about. Like he knows when he's setting something up that he's going to pull from it later. The, the play that Johns can do between Sinestro and Hal Jordan is unreal throughout his run on mm-hmm. Green Lantern. Like you... Because it's it's far more complicated than just this is the good guy, this is the bad guy. Their relationship is so multifaceted and and just deep, deeper than the typical. I'm the bad guy, you're the good guy. He was his and mentor first. He's, yeah, then he was, he was the, green, the he greatest, was the greatest green, lantern, green Lantern, and then Hal became the greatest Green Lantern. And then the whole the whole point of Sinestro doing everything mm-hmm. that he's doing in this entire series is to make the Green Lantern Corps that much better. Yes, that was his whole point. Yeah. Like he went about it like through heinous ways, but he 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 essentially he almost kind of wins in a way, even though he loses at the right. end. 
Like he he gets what he wants. He gets the the Green Lanterns to use lethal force. But yeah, and when when he's when he's making the Sinestro Corps, he realized that's why they were always going to win because Green Lanterns couldn't use lethal force. Yeah, he didn't think that the Guardians were going to change the protocols. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, so and one what, of the other things I yeah. loved is how well Jeff Johns threw the seeds of Blackest Night. Oh, throughout the, the Rebirth, yeah. the the three volumes leading up to Sinestro yeah. War, he literally uh, has it on the Secret Origins, or whatever. Yeah, it says Blackest Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. look like this book. I, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead and give it a five out of five. <laughs> if I could give it a six out of six or a seven out of seven, you I know would. where we're at. I'm, right I'm going to tell you right now, like the the art was absolutely amazing, and you I can like you guys talking about getting chills during this book. Like I had chills numerous times yes. during this book. And I'm not a, I'm not a, like, if I review books, I don't tend to spoil. I just try to, like, give my feelings about the books. And without spoiling at all, I'll tell you, like, this book is definitely worth a buy. If you want the hardcover, you want the softcover, I don't care. Own it. Like, start reading the series because it is gripping. It is like a freaking, like, uh, high-octane movie. You're just like, oh, I got to see what happens. This is so fucking badass. It's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> there's two. Don't worry, there's two. Uh, sorry, you're good. I have um, a tendency to say things. What's on my mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the other things I really liked. Did you guys like the Superboy Prime and Ion Throwdown? Mm-hmm. I don't know who. So I, I don't know who. I've never read any Superboy Prime stories, really. Oh. So, anyways. How do you make Superboy <laughs> Prime scarier? I, I wanted you give him a, a yellow lantern. Ring. I wanted yeah. I wanted to know what he was about. I was asking you. Okay, so Superboy Prime. Did you ever read? Um, <laughs> you've never read Crisis on Infinite Earths, did you? Uh, a long, long time ago when I started reading comics, but I don't remember. He was one of the squat. sole survivors of that event. Right. He was. He was essentially like the what? The he's from Earth Prime. That's the whole mm-hmm. point. He gets powers, but Blaine s- describes him the best. He's the He's that typical comic nerd that's like, no, no. And he's like, redo that, edit, delete, delete, delete. Uh, do it my way. You know, kind of like this spoiled, like, just fanboy that believes his version of reality is better. Like most comic fans right now. Yeah. Okay. So that's how, you know, I, I always thought that that was a brilliant description yeah, of that's Superboy pretty good. Prime. But uh, that seems cool. The thing is, I have no connection to the Green Lantern Corps or anything you else. You have to, John. I know, I know. It's really fun. Uh, and it's a great story, and but they ended it before the event. Well, not the event. The the story finishes, so I'm like, okay, well. Okay, wait. You only read one volume. Right. Okay. This is a 12 volume with an epilogue. 12 volumes. St- excuse me. 12 issue. All right. Bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 12 volumes. That'd be like crazy. Talk about milking it. Yeah. Um, it's 12 issues with an epilogue, I believe. Okay. So you need... Do yourself a favor and finish it, John. I do want to. I do want to finish. Because I don't even think the Ion uh, Superboy Prime fight happens until the latter half. Yeah, and I, that I didn't see any. That is such a great like. Uh, that's such a great fight. Yeah, it's it's definitely. It's it's cool. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I I guess I was looking more from it because it it felt Hold like me down, Johnny. Like to me, th- this whole book it felt like a lot of. Uh, things happening at once and a lot of chaos. And there I think there's a lot of moving parts. I think that's the point of it. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's war. Yeah, it's a war. But I think when you're looking at war from su- such a like 
um, cosmic level, right? Uh, you kind of lose track of the players, and you're like, "Wait, what's going on?" And I didn't feel like, like that uh-huh. coming into it, because um, e- I think even if you're unfamiliar with the characters, you kind of know who the main players are. You know how Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner. I still want his bowl cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Best haircut. And, and his uh, his denim jacket with the G on the back. Heck yeah. God dumb. Um, Do you know what the G stands for? I was just about to ask the same question. <laughs> I don't know. Guy or Gardner? No. no. Girls. Really? It literally stands for girls. Why? Because it was the 90s. Why He's else? I mean, that's what he wants. That's, <laughs> that's really okay, dumb. That's anyway, uh, I'm I'm in the minority where I don't like the like uh, emotional spe- spe- uh, emotional spectrum. Um, you know, like the the blue lanterns, the purple lanterns. Hater. <laughs> Another switchblade. Oh man, Come are on. you Super Bowl Prime over there? Are you getting upset? When R- you real quick, Johnny. We'll let you get to back to negativity. Other Jonathan, <laughs> what did you feel? How did you like this book? You didn't read. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. For Invincible. He he was a special guest. He was a special guest. Matt. Yeah. Your thoughts? Because you've read it, right? I have them. Yeah. Thank you. I own the entire Jeff Johns run. Me too. It's so good. Um, it's great. I mean, there's not a lot wrong with it. If you're reading it in context and order, it's fantastic run. It's, it's one of the cooler things uh, introducing, like, because fear's always been around. I since since when Parallax Hal destroyed Coast City, like that's yeah. when the fear was introduced. But really fleshing it out in this storyline and giving it the the substance is like the start of one of the coolest things you'll ever read. John's you know? added so <laughs> much depth and breadth. <laughs> to the Green Lantern universe like he expanded that sandbox tenfold starting with this maybe, maybe starting that, with with his yeah. run like, so oh, yeah. no go ahead Jonathan. I was gonna say so I haven't read much Green Lanterns oh, so would it be good to pick it up from this no, right here no no, no. We're, we're, Rebirth what's, Rebirth what's yeah. like okay. yeah. 2005 origin the first rebirth not Flash. dc universe rebirth but the actual like, what before, kind yeah. of inspired that was mm-hmm. green lantern rebirth that is a great place because he but, resurrects and redeems hal jordan mm-hmm. um and it's like a fresh start from there he yeah. should read you should read if you haven't read like if you're completely new to green lantern you should read uh jeff john's secret origin first then rebirth no that goes in order well Technically, because uh, it's literally like the beginning. Yeah, but it's you can at, read it, it in out of the order. order. Yeah, I to <laughs> me it would give him more context of like where he came from. So when he's reading Rebirth, he understands like why he's getting Rebirth. Yeah, but yeah, then right. the Red Lantern stuff in there might be a little weird because it's at but the that's beginning. Really, he, he mainly seeds Blackest Night in that one. Yeah, do yeah. you think that's why I don't enjoy that much? Because all I've read from the Jeff Johns is. Uh, Jeff John's Green Lantern run is mm-hmm. Rebirth, uh, Blackest Night, and now Sinestro Core War half of yes. it, and just the new Fifty Two stuff, which was not because good. from the end of Green Lantern Rebirth to Sinestro Corps War, there's three trades. There's three trades of stories, and I think each trade has eight issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of storytelling that sets up the development for what ends up being one of the best runs in comics. Sinestro you know? War starts on issue 21, if we yeah. want to talk about them. So from 1 to series. 20, yeah. there's no, that, 20 that issues sense. of building. I did enjoy like Sinestro's little monologue at the beginning, like, oh, you did all this bad stuff to me and I'm you know the bad guy monologue uh, when you know he has a bunch uh, he has the Green Lantern symbol uh, Mm -hmm. on his back that that was really cool stuff but then I felt like it it didn't go off the rails but I felt like it went from zero to 60 real quick and (laughs) I was kind of like losing pace 
uh, with some of the stuff that was I happening. I think what I'm hearing here is that we need to have story time with Jonathan, and Johnny <laughs> just needs to come over. <laughs> And Blake will turn the pages for <laughs> you. You'll sit on we'll my lap. We'll read it together. I, and we'll just I, I take you, you through it. If you read the, the series be, in its entirety, it connects so well. I'm going to be honest. But that sounds I, really, really nice. I, I do <laughs> have one gripe from... Because I recently read uh, Dark Side War. Yeah. So oh, Jeff Johns did do a minor... I want to say I don't want to say retcon because that's the wrong word, but I'll, I'll use it just for context. Right? Retconning himself and the fact that in... Dark Side War, Anti-Monitor has a big part of it, but it turns out like from what Anti-Monitor was in the Sinestro Corps War, it, he was almost something completely different in Dark Side War. And I like he wrote both of those, so it's like kind of there's a lot of water under that. There place. is, but there's it's like I feel like because at the end of Black He kind of had to backtrack a little like, "Oh, wait, Anti-Monitor isn't this thing. He's something else, you know." And it's a New 52 mm. continuity. Yeah, that's true too. But yeah. Cuz remember mm. things got messed with in New 52. Other than that, but by the end of uh, by the end of uh, Blackest Night into Brightest Day, I think there's a lot that happens that's yeah, that's yeah, with the yeah there is. Because I but, don't want to say what <laughs> right without. But then, and but then you know going, what I mean though. The yeah, whole who. But then, but then going into rebirth was not rebirth. It was um 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 um. um, um when all the uh, crime syndicate came through, what was the name of that? Forever thing? evil. Forever evil. Oh, Forever yeah, evil. yeah, yeah. Because Forever, Forever evil, evil, it seeds the anti-monitor from so he he knew what he was doing i just said there was a few back steps that i was like okay i give you that one but there's you know little nitpicks but that's just one of the main characters in the sinestro corp there but uh which, great. yeah spoilers the anti-monitor shows up he's a he's a he's a yellow lantern <laughs> which is crazy to yeah. think about it's one of those like comic books yeah, it's like, like what? what it's like so. if dark side was like a blue lantern or something yeah. like, what <laughs> so anyway Maybe um, a baby version yeah do, we, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, it's five all around. I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Johnny is going to do, but it's a five for us. I don't know. I'm having like this internal struggle <laughs> because I'm having an internal struggle to reach over and strangle you, but I'm not going to. Jonathan already pulled person. a knife on me twice. <laughs> I think more than twice. I d- I was thinking about a third time. I don't want to. I don't. This, how about this? You don't rate the book and you read Rebirth, the first three volumes, catch you up to that point. And then make your decision. Don't put that kind of load on him. It's no, a no, quick no. read. It really boy. is. Jeff Johns is a fantastic writer. Well, because compare 16 him. years. What? What? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. Wait, that wasn't from up to Sinestro Core War. It's not. It's like it was like five. Yeah, it like was like two or three, three volumes, volumes. Yeah. rebirth and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been talking to you about this a lot too, and Blaine. Like a lot of people like to compare him to Alan Moore. Jeff Johns is in his own category. I love Alan Moore. He's amazing. Like He's the grandfather of comics. Mm. Jeff Johns is my daddy, and well, I will follow. <laughs> well, because I've I've even said this. That should be on a shirt. Jeff Johns is my daddy, and I do what my daddy tells me. Well, not just to the fact for this particular run, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's not only one of the best or the best superhero runs of Green Lantern. It's like the best, one of the best runs of comics. Period. Yeah. Like from what he everything. With it. Yeah. 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 DC did not believe the higher ups did not believe he could redeem Hal Jordan and bring back the, the full scope of the core and he just like cracked his arms like watch me and it's one of the best things you'll ever read in a comic book alright so what would you I don't like Green Lantern okay I don't like uh, you hmm. know uh, stuff in space I don't like sci-fi Green Lantern like, doesn't uh, like John Stewart writer. though okay. I love John Stewart yeah, he's as, in there a lot character, but just yeah. in like Justice the Justice League, League. <laughs> uh, the thing is um all my gripes with this book can't take away the enjoyment I had with it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it a lot, so it's even a five. Though, 
even what? though you got halfway through it. Even though I got halfway through it, it I the thing is, enjoy the, the thing is, it wa- it made me want to read more, and that I never get that with Green Lantern. So to me, that's saying something. That's Johnny, a, do you know who Jeff John's favorite character is? Um, it's probably Aquaman or the Flash, right? No, uh, you were close. It was the Flash. It was okay. the Flash. Well, so for him to be able to do all this great work on Green Lantern on a character that's not even his favorite, right. what does that say about but, him as, but in terms fair, of being he, a writer? He, likes he loves it the entire. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But if he had to choose, he said Flash. You yeah. know what I mean? And actually, he said Flash and Captain Cold. There. Are you happy? Oh, I gave okay. it a five. I th- yeah, I'm very. I'm surprised you gave it. Yeah, I think. Dusty. Just shout out what your rating is. Or Matt. Five. Yeah. Jonathan, you Sound, didn't read it. Sounds like a five. Yeah, it's a five. I'm also going to give it a five. It was badass. Going to give it as many fives as we can. You guys should read it. I really hope the next volume is good. It is. Okay. So they should do the Green Lantern movie on this. They should do the Green Lantern movie based off of anything from Just Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it to just you adapt said, it. As long as name. Ryan Reynolds isn't in yep. it. <laughs> He should just do he needs another to stick to Deadpool. Green Lantern He needs to stick movie. to Deadpool. Yeah. He needs to redeem himself like Hal Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> for, a while, for a while, he wanted to be Wally West. He wanted to be just Wally West. Just have him play a whole bunch of characters. That'd be nah, so like, good. I'd be down for it. If he was Wally West, I'd totally But be in Deadpool, Wally you know, like say Wally West. what he did. You know? <laughs> yeah, he Wally West is the best Flash. All right, we're going to go to trivia time, guys. Uh, so the winners from last week, and, and Roger told me to, to, to let you guys know, because the shop was burglarized, the comics that we were going to give you guys that won the trivia this week were stolen. But Roger, in his infinite uh, benevolence, is going to give away a second volume of Moon Knight. So you, the, the winners this week are both getting uh, Moon Knight by Jeff Lemire, volume one, Lunatic, or Lunartic, as it should be. <laughs> Somebody called you out on that. Is that a email. call out? Yeah. It's anyway, a pun. So Yeah, it was a pun. That's the whole point. Lunatic. Um, so first winner is... I'm going to jack up your last name. I'm so sorry. Ian Dionita? Dionata. Dionata? Okay, cool. And then for the second trade, Brian Lopez Santos. Nice. nice. So congratulations, guys. You guys get uh, both, like I said, volume one of Moon Knight by Jeff Lemire. It's a good volume. It is. All right, for trivia this week, we're going to do Sinestro, Sinestro trivia. Great. Yeah. Let's do it. Matt, you going to play? My love we'll of the Green Lantern. <laughs> All right. <for> <laughs> What is Sinestro's first name? Uh, uh, Sin Estro. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? No. For real? I, I know it, but like it's a Blake. Yeah. Got you. Sunlak Raka. What? That's how you say it in Korargan. <laughs> What's his real first name, Blake? I can't remember, dude. I'm terrible. It's like you one of those. Guys are terrible. No, it's like Thal. one of those. He only needs to be known yeah. as one name. Yeah. Sinestro. Thal Sinestro. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those things you read it like, yep, yep, and then like when you have to think what I'm it was. Like, like, oh, that's uh, Sinestro. Uh, yeah. Right. It's like Alan. You're like, <laughs> well, yeah. is his daughter in there? Like, I know his yeah. daughter. Right. It's yeah. like when I see Mel Gibson, I see Riggs. I don't. I see Mark <laughs> Riggs from Lethal Weapon. You're not Mel Gibson. You're Riggs. <laughs> yeah. Because he's crazy. All right. What? Uh, what is his? <laughs> what's his species? Uh, Corrigan. 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 Am I saying it right? No. K-O-R-U-G-A-N. No. Corrigan. Corrigan. It's Corrigan from the Smashing Pumpkins. But it's, it's K-O-R-U-G-A-U-N, right? It's Corinthian. No. Corinthian. That's Greek. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
Corrigarian. I was cl- I spelled There's it. There's an extra G you, in there. You, I was closer. You, I had more syllables. K O R because I went to U- public school like you. I couldn't pronounce it. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, you should be. His skin is pink. There. It's lightish red. Spoilers. Oh. Isn't that spoilers? Spoilers? <laughs> it's a joke. Jeez. Dumb. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Who created uh, Sinestro? Jeff Johns. No. 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 It was the writer writing. before. That's this is old. Old. old, yeah. old. Marv Wolfman. No. I don't know. It was like the, the no. one of the early runs one of Powell. Of a, one of Joe the guys. Yeah. I don't know if you'll know hmm. the first guy here, but you'll definitely know the second guy. Jack Kirby. No. Mm-hmm. It's in the 70s, right? It's wh- That's actually good. No, he was Silver Age. Uh, Hal Jordan's yeah, Silver Hal. Age, so it'd be in the 60s, right? Yeah. yeah. It'd be early 60s. So. You're fine. Um, the first, uh, it was. this is the duo. <laughs> John Broom and Gil Kane. Oh, mm. I, I was going to say that. Yeah. So, all right. Here is the listener question. So don't answer this. Yeah, guys. Not you guys wouldn't know this. Jeff Johns. <laughs> uh, the first appearance of Sinestro. Give me the issue, and if you so want to do like extra credit, the date that that issue came out and the year. Nineteen sixty-four, March seventh. You're not supposed to. It was raining this. that day. That's all incorrect, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so right. Johnny, <laughs> yeah. Where can they send their answers? Uh, you can send uh, the answer and any questions you guys have. Yes, please to, send us questions. Please, please do to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. And once again, first God, appearance of that right. first appearance of Sinestro. Yes. Uh, title, issue number, date. All right. That's and the weather. Us- huh? And the weather. And the weather. <laughs> Hope you guys can find an old-timey almanac. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we checked our reviews this week, guys. We didn't have any new ones. Yeah. Uh, so Even though I specifically asked for one. Johnny was a little sad about yeah. it. I really I mean, like reading them. Blake had to console him a bit during yeah. the show or before the show. Johnny's dead now. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that got dark. I know. Uh, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. And if you want to go above and beyond, go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast. Uh, you can get on it for as little as a dollar. The $3 level gets the exclusive content, which right now is all the Multiversity University episodes, which stay tuned after this show uh, or after this episode uh, for another new episode of Multiversity University. Are you pointing at me for some reason? Yeah. I want to say it. All you guys uh trying to like help out and support the shop a great way is to go to patreon oh yes that's true their support very true uh if you want to keep up with everything with horizon comics you can like at horizon comics on facebook and follow at horizon comics on twitter and instagram blake i'm actually on facebook i have roger i'm still waiting for you to accept my request i had a john xbox (laughs) he did did (laughs) to be in a relationship yes to be in a relationship yeah yeah, just Blake Starling. Are you going to put, like, it's complicated? <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Also pro-murmuring. Yeah. That's, but, like, I need to change that. Like, you I just, can't even remember how to spell that. You need to get on the Instagram game is what you need to do. Yeah. No, I don't. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't. How do we find you, other Jonathan? Uh, it's the other Jonathan. No, exactly, uh, <laughs> God, that'd be so good. <laughs> you should. Please do that. I mean, mine's Killosaurus John, if you want to see me. Nice. That's, That's pretty cool, random, Killosaurus. So. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you can find me here at Horizon Comics because I love Roger so much. Otherwise, if you follow me, you're a creeper, so stop it. Johnny? 
Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four, and I have a couple of projects coming up. So this is true. Yeah, and we'll well, well we'll let you plug. Them yeah, right. actually a little too much. I'm starting myself real thin. Dang it, Johnny. And for all your audio and video game needs, the Hydra 5.5, correct, Matt? That's right. And then I am at St. Jonathan on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Guys, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Multiversity University with Larry. Have a great evening, and we will see you next week. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Now, last time we talked about a lot of the events that happened in 1939, but I think we could all agree that the most important thing that happened in 1939 was the publication of Detective Comics number 27, which contained the first story of a character called Batman, who not only has always been a very popular character, but will go on to become basically the most popular character in comics. Now, Batman didn't have quite as long a gestation period as Superman did. Um... What happened was that with the success of Action Comics and the success of Superman, DC decided they wanted more superheroes. So they basically went to their writers and asked them to come up with other characters. And DC had a writer there named uh, Bob Kane. Um, his actual name was Robert Kahn, uh, and he was, like many of those early writers, he was the son of Jewish immigrants. He was born and raised in New York City, graduated from DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx, um, and had gone on to uh, become an animator for Max Fleischer Studios before getting into writing comic strips and comic books and being hired by DC. And when DC asked for that, he came up with this character that he called Batman. Um, he was inspired by a number of different things, but primarily by the portrayal of Zorro by Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And so he developed this, this character. Now, um, before bringing it to DC, though, um, he... He had a a friend of his, someone who was actually working for him, uh, who we call, who's known as Bill Finger. Um, his actual name was Milton Finger, but um, but uh, he went by Bill in his work life. Um, now, Bill Finger was also um, the son of Jewish immigrants. He was born in Denver, but his parents ended up moving to New York, and he also graduated from DeWitt Clinton High School, um, although it seems like he and, uh, and Bob Kane did not know each other at that time. Um, they did end up meeting at a party where um, Bob Kane went to Bill Finger and uh, ended up hiring him to ghostwrite some of his strips. Bob Kane was writing several different features for uh, for DC Comics at that time and really couldn't keep up with it because he was doing both the writing and the art. So he ended up hiring uh, Bill Finger to do some of the writing for him. Now, Finger didn't get any credit for it. It was technically he was ghostwriting for Bob Kane, but, um, but that's how he came to be associated. Um, and so Bob Kane showed Bill Finger these sketches he'd drawn of Batman, and it looked very different from the character we know as, as Batman today. He was wearing red tights. He didn't have a cowl. Um, he wore just this kind of little throwaway mask. And uh, Bill Finger thought this really wasn't right for the kind of character that Bob Kane was describing. So Finger made some suggestions, which he said he was inspired by a comic strip uh, called The Phantom. 
who was uh, uh, very popular at that time. And so he made it much grimmer. Instead of being red, he turned more to black and gray type colors. Uh, it was Bill Finger that came up with the idea of the cowl. It was Bill Finger that came up with the idea of not having his eyes show through the eye holes to make him uh, uh, a little spookier. Um, so with that, so Bob Kane ended up taking that design and his ideas for this character to DC. DC liked it and ended up putting the first story in Detective Comics number 27. So in all those early stories of Batman, Bob Kane was doing the art. Bill Finger was actually doing the writing. However, Bill Finger did not get any credit for the writing because he hadn't been hired directly by DC. He had been hired by Bob Kane to write for him. And so Bob Kane got all the credit. Um, it wasn't until years later, after Bill Finger's death, that Bob Kane actually publicly acknowledged that Bill Finger was the one that did the writing and actually had a lot to do with the creation of the art as well. Um, not that Bill Finger did the art, but he came up with a lot of the ideas for how to do the art. Now, just like with Action Comics number one, in Detective Comics number 27, we see a Batman that's very different from the one that we see today. First of all, there's no origin story. Um, Bruce Wayne is just depicted as being a bored socialite who apparently decides to become Batman because he's got nothing else to do. Um, it's not going to be until Detective Comics number 33, six months later, that we find out about his parents being murdered in Gotham City and him end ending up becoming this vigilante because of that. Um, also, of course, in those early days, Batman used a gun. And he was a much more merciless character than he is now. In the very first story, the criminal he's pursuing falls into a vat of acid and ends up dying. And Batman's only comment is, well, that's a fitting end for someone of that kind. Um, so again, a very different character, has no compunctions about killing, and is not only perfectly okay with seeing someone die, but actually thinks it's a good thing. So, of course, the character will change a lot over the years, becoming the character that we see today. Um, but he's very popular right from the very beginning. Batman has always been one of the most popular, if not the most popular character in comic books. And again, all begins right there back in 1939, the year that so many other things happened as part of the Golden Age. Now, I do want to throw one thing in here for you to begin thinking about, kind of on a different topic. Um, Bryce Smith wrote in with an interesting uh, kind of a what-if question. He was, because of the fact that the Golden Age kind of went along with, at the same time as World War II, his question was, well, what would have happened to comic books and to superheroes if World War II had never happened? And... Um, and that was kind of something interesting to think about. So uh, so Bryce wrote in with what he kind of speculates might have happened. And on our next episode, I'm going to read that to you. Um, on the episode after that, I'll kind of give you my own thoughts about what I think might have happened had World War II not come along and how that would have affected the comic book industry. But I'd love to hear from some of the rest of you as well. Give that some thought. What do you think would have happened to the comic book industry and to comic book superheroes had there never been a World War II? Too. And uh, you can email those to me at Larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com, and I'll read those on the air in subsequent episodes. So thanks for joining us, and I'll look forward to talking to you next time. I think I think his argument was solid, okay? And I'm like, wow, that's actually, I was like, F 
that's that's definitely worth thinking about, and and I can definitely see where he, where he, where he you know why he went down that road, but <coughs> like you have Swamp Thing, I don't need you in my life anymore. I'm going I'm going to Barbados. You yeah, know? that one. The powers of Nightcrawler. Yeah, really? That's what you got out of it. And mm-hmm. and that. is that's he? Just what he is. Yeah. <laughs> is that my, am I supposed to know who that is? No, that's a character. Oh, okay. totally yeah, we're recording the right now. Spider-Man feel from the sideways. Yeah, but I dig him. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, let's save this for the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do we st- we start right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how this is. This is just gonna go.